0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On today's Believe in Chicago Sports podcast, the Bears finally did it. They cleaned house, Nagy and Pace are gone, but do we have faith that they'll get it right? And did George McCaskey ruin everyone's hopes with his crazy press conference? All that and more on episode 67 coming at you now.
1: Welcome in. Welcome back to the Believe in Chicago sports podcast with myself, Dan Collins, and fine co-host Joey Gellman, who you can find on Twitter at Joey Gellman. I'm there as well at Collins. You can follow the fine, lovely show at Believe in Chicago. As always, we are brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. As you heard in Joey's tease, the Bears done did it. If you had Any little doubt that they were going to get rid of Negi, Pace, they're both gone. And Joey, I'm going to come right off the bat and tell you this right now. We actually didn't really speak of any of this, one, in our little pre-show huddle, and two, very much via text message um, in terms of how we felt about this. So this is actually going to be super authentic. I think we're going to get our feelings uh, for the first time. Uh, said to each other wow that sounded so uh so therapeutic didn't it we're like a therapy we're at podcast couples therapy
0: can't but, tell um, if you're therapy if you're gonna propose <laughs> i don't really know what's coming off the other side here
1: no kidding you, you know joey it's been a few weeks since our last podcast and i gotta tell you no just kidding um but i think you're going to be a little surprised at my tone and take on this and where I'm coming at is I think it helps that what the news broke about roughly a week ago, four or five days ago, that Nagy's gone, Pace is gone. It's been roughly a week. And I think because I've had some time to di- digest this all, I am not nearly as mad or frustrated, I guess. It was more frustrating than I was after, like immediately after, during slash after the McCaskey press conference with uh, Ted Phillips also uh, in the room, correct, or on the call? we we'll, we'll- was he? Was he also there exactly? So, yeah, uh, Ted No, year. I have like, yes, Ted was there in attendance, roll call. Uh, one McCaskey, one Phillips. But no, I think I think you're actually going to be a little surprised on exactly how I feel about it. Um, but yeah, obviously, first things first. Optimism, I guess. Like, I'm, I'm still optimistic, and hey, look, there's we we could go over the candidates here soon and things of that nature, and who would be our pick or whatnot. You know, we could do whatever here on our podcast. It's our show, right, Joey? But I think at this point, until they F up, which, listen, after hearing McCassie kind of throw a ball over himself during that press conference, back-to-back years, at the end of your press conference or the wrap-up press conference, uh, whatever you want to call it, it hasn't been great. Um, And it's funny. There's something I want to point out. Remind me, Joey, if I miss it. There's something that's um, a little ironic with how George does in the media as it relates to his resume. So just just remind me, if, if you will, like to bring that up down the road, too. But um yeah, you know, until the Bears actually mess this thing up, which I don't really think they will. Um, and we can get into why, of course, as well. But I don't really think they're going to, like, drop the ball on this one. And all it's going to take is for them not to. And we're going to be in really good hands. So before I turn the ball over to you, Joey, that's kind of where I'm getting at here is like, look, I get why fans would be pessimistic about the search committee, if you will, that's searching for slash hiring the new Bears general manager and head coach, not necessarily in that order. Um, I get it. I understand why there would be some hesitation there. However, I think there's, one, good enough candidates out there, and I think, two, they have good enough guidance in that camp, primarily Bill Polian, because he's really the only – football savant if you will right that's like in that group (laughs) i don't think you're going to count phillips or or mccaskey in that bunch so there's at least somebody who knows football in that group and really all it's going to take is just hire the right guys and then i trust enough that phillips and mccaskey will get the hell out of the way heck mccaskey said himself he's just a fan right so it's like as long as they make the appropriate picks i then trust they will get the hell out of the way and then hopefully it's all uphill from there right or hopefully now it's like all right let's see what we could do under good leadership like under under a good gm under a respectable head coach so i don't think like i get where the pessimism comes from again but to be real with you joey i'm not there i'm sitting here as as optimistic as one could be you see here there's i know it's a podcast but visual there's no water in this glass but to me i'm, I'm half i'm half i'm glass half full right now i'm i'm as optimistic as can be
0: wow. and um
1: yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's too much reason to to worry. You might rebuttal against that, and maybe you'll give me um, what a lot of other Bears fans are probably saying out there is well, why in the hell will we trust this group when like part of said group are the ones who brought us Pace, who brought us Nagy, who brought us Phillips. Um, I mean, I, so I, I get that, but still, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here in a pretty good state now when it comes to the Chicago
0: Bears, Joseph. Wow. Yes, sir. You're I you the Kool-Aid knew you'd be surprised. this time.
1: I knew you'd be surprised, yes. Wow. That's very level
0: headed of you. And I very much know the flavor. On the Kool-Aid and <laughs> on the flavor. We are we're rolling with this. Wow. See, I like the morning they got rid of Pace and Nagy, I, I was very excited. And I think it was finally an acknowledgement that great, the Bears management sees what we see. This clearly isn't working. There is not a good enough track record to allow yourself to keep these two. You're opening a brand new stadium in a few years. You want this stench on you as you do that? No, you gotta start from scratch. And we had a good, like, four hours, and then George spoke. And and I agree with you. I think over time, actions have spoken louder than words, and we'll go over maybe a couple of people who they brought in, who you like, who you don't like, and that's wonderful. But... Hearing George speak showed you just how out of touch he actually is, and and how it has all gone in similar fashion since he's taken over as chairman. And that's where my pessimism comes in, of, of you know, I agree with you. If they hire the right person, wonderful. And they step out of the football side of things, and Ted's going to focus more on the stadium, great. But... There, there, there's a balance with that where and, – and I've heard this all week, but there's a balance with that where you go, okay, yeah, you don't want George or Ted meddling in football operations. But at this point in their careers, they should know a little something about the operations or about people that they should talk to when hiring versus relying on outside counsel. And so, so – go know, ahead. And, and,
1: and, yeah, not to cut your off, but before we keep going with that – It's funny because I think that's what George always tries to get at when he talks about – himself and Ted being in the room were like, he'll say things like, Oh, we're only a fan or no, Ted doesn't meddle in those affairs. Like Ted's strictly for this, or I'm strictly for that. Or no, we don't, we don't get into, we don't want to get too much into the football side of business. And, but then like, it comes back to them like, well, why are you? And they go, well, because common sense, like chairman, I'm chairman, he's CEO. Like it just makes sense. Right. It's like, and, but it's more to your point. I think that's what he's trying to explain is like, he's trying to explain like, well, obviously like, this is my damn team. Like, like I'm the chairman of the board. And Ted's like, he's our right hand man. He's our, he's our, he's our CEO. He's like, to me, the relationship that they have is like, it's, it's the McCaskie's team by By right, by by being passed down, right, from Poppin' Beer Hallis, like, by family, right? It's like – it's basically – like, that's their team, like, because it's something that was given to them. And Ted's, like, the kind of guy they probably trust enough, which they obviously do, to be the right-hand man, to be the – like, to be the true leader, if you will. So it's like – like, say, like, if I was, like – if it was, like, a family business of mine, it's football, we don't really know it, but Joey, you you being Ted Phillips in this case – you're not necessarily the biggest football guy but you're our CEO you're our top business guy like we trust you like can you please like help me run this because I trust you so much and I think what he tries to get at is that like oh like we've been here so long like and we're the ones who run this show like obviously we're going to be in the room but what he's missing is yeah but like why haven't you coached yourself up enough to at least like be competent enough and be better at making these decisions then if at the end of the day it's your team your family's team and Ted is your guy and it's going to be you guys until the end then why are you not doing enough to make yourself better at at being people who are, at the end of the day, whether you have a very like a big amount of influence or a very small amount of influence why haven't you done things better yourself in terms of like not just being a casual fan and like i'm not saying you have to go from a casual fan to jerry jones in terms of how you run your team and view your team but like why haven't you been better then because yeah you're right you're actually right george and this is what i was going to get at is like yeah you're right obviously you and your most trusted business partner are going to be in that room to at least help with the decision like heck maybe Ted's there literally just to negotiate contracts. Like you have other people who are in there from the football side to interview them from a football perspective and get feedback on that. And then when you found the guy you want, maybe Ted is there to be the guy who does like dollars and cents. And in that case, I see it. It makes sense. That's your business partner, but like more to what you're getting at again is like, why the heck are you not a little better than, cause sure it does make sense. You're right that you would be in the room, but what you're saying, you almost make it sound like you shouldn't even be in there. So, so like now you just turn me all negative again, Joey, but I kind of wanted to Sorry. point that out because, because I get it. Like I do get why, like, because it's good questions that the media asks in terms of like, well, then why the hell are you in there? Why the hell are, why the hell is Ted in there? And you, you guys always also get this wrong. You're downing like your own credentials at the moment, but I still see the flip side of, well, because at the end of the, like, Am I buy not right. Like look at, look at any other sports team in town. Like is like Jerry Rines? Well, you could connect Jerry Rines over to the whole Tony La Russa thing. But even before that, like with like, he's still going to be in the room or like sign off just like, you know, Virginia's still ultimately going to sign off on the next head coach or the next um, GM, whether she's in the interview rooms or not. So from that perspective, I do understand it. And maybe that's also why I know it sounds negative. I'm still optimistic at the fact because that's just the way it's going to be. It's their team.
0: Right, but you have to like and I think that's where George comes off weird is is he I think he says that because he doesn't want to give off the impression he's meddling in football operations because that's the flack he gets. Same with Ted. But you have to also come off with competence and, and and that's where it's just, you know, he sits up there in his like Ivory Tower does his whole speech and and talks about, you know, I don't meddle in football operations, you know, I'm just a fan. And then talks about like how his mom's mad at him, that everything's going bad, as almost as if it's not an NFL franchise. Like this isn't the family pizza business. Like this is a billion-dollar team. And, and 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 it comes off to which the McCaskeys go, I don't know anything about this. I just I I just am the rich beneficiary of a team, and I have to hire someone every time I need to make a change to make it for me. I'm all for, if you don't know everything about it, you have a consultant. But you should have a working knowledge like we all do in our jobs, right? Like, this may not be my job, but I have a working knowledge of what you do. I can step in and help, but I'm going to lean on the expert. That's fine. But it's it's almost like I've heard it all week. I think it was Mike Florio. It's like, he's abdicating the single most important decision that he needs to make as owner to someone like Bill Polian. And Bill Polian may be, you know, making the right call, but he should be able to to make that call with some working knowledge. And so it just it just came off sour, but, you know, at the end of the day, that press conference was mind-boggling, but they still fired Pace and Nagy. And that's at the crux of it what had to be done. But, you know, there there's a track record here of, you know, this is the owner when he took over, that's was in charge of Getting rid of Lovey Smith, hiring Phil Emery, hiring Mark Tressman, hiring John Fox, hiring mm-hmm. Ryan Pace, hiring Matt Nagy—you know mm-hmm. that's not very pretty. So, <laughs> so, and 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 listen, I know Bill Polian's got a good reputation among the league, but it's also the guy that said Lamar Jackson could never be a quarterback in this league. So, right receiver, right? Is that, is that is right? That a, is that right. A mm-hmm. So, so you know, it just unfortunately, we have a a bad track record with this team to make, at least me, pessimistic. And it's like, I had the same feeling with the Bulls. And I feel like the Bears are the new Bulls, where anything under Gar for the last 15 years, yeah, they had some good runs, but nothing was sustained. It was completely dysfunctional. Nothing worked. And it took Pax to fire himself to get it to work. It's almost like you need to force their hand and have, like, Ted Phillips resign or something happen to where... You have full flat fresh blood in there because look at the Bulls now; they are a complete three hundred and sixty yep. of an organization. No matter even on the court, but often people want to go there. They 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 want to be here, and so it's just it's the Bears just have to not let history repeat itself, and it's very hard for them to do based on track record. But I'll be nice and go back to what you're saying. Initially, I was very positive and very happy because they did what they needed to be done. How they've explained it and gone over things since makes much worry because it's just it, it 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 just it shows that they don't necessarily know what they're doing, or they might, and they can't just speak about it, which makes sense because all this team does is not know how to run public relations like on Thanksgiving when their coach may be fired instead of coming out and saying something, they just sit on it for a day. You know, they they don't have that instinct in them to do it, and they can hide behind where the Bears. No one's going to leave us. Everyone's going to love us forever, and it's just – it's it's funky, but it's a dawn of a new era, so I guess we have to be at least a little hopeful.
1: Well, I'm glad you brought that all up, and maybe ultimately at the end of the day, if you want to think about it in its simplest form, like I think that's a good go-to is – at the end of the day, they're the Bears. They could get lazy like on how they treat comms and things like that because like – Or how they treat Olin. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, they're, they're former uh, beloved players who also are doing really well for themselves in media. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's that in point as well. But it's like speaking of media and speaking of um, George McCaskey and, and his resume. So a coll- a former colleague of ours, Sean Hammond, uh, wrote something in Shaw Media. And it was fun- like I almost chuckled a little bit. Basically, it was. You know, the five people in charge of hiring the Bears' new uh, head coach and general manager, and, you know, a a few graphs on each of them. So if you go to George, here's one thing. So I, I go to what he wrote up about George McCaskey. How much do you have to either be completely disinterested in football or I just don't understand it when you look at his resume and how long he's been active with the team, right? Not just, like you said, somebody who, like, is a beneficiary and he's one of the, you know, he's one of the grandchildren who now gets to play a role in it as, like, the family business. But, like, he's been active, right, with the team. So, like, I will just looking it up here, T- served for 20 years as the senior director of ticket operations uh, before becoming the chairman. Um, and he's been on the board. He's He's been on the team's board director since 2004, Almost 20 damn years he's been on the board. It's like, what have you not figured out at this point that makes you a little better at this job? And then the part that actually made me chuckle was this sentence here that gets into – did you know this part about uh, George McCaskey? Um, That he earned a bachelor's degree in broadcasting. From Arizona State wow. in, 1970, in 1978, according to our our very own Sean Hammond, and a law degree in 1981. So he has a broadcasting degree, sure back in 1978 so it's like do you not remember any like of the journalistic or public relations practices that you would have even learned in like those broadcasting courses that like why are you such like a, a wreck when it comes to like public relations and communications especially like the last few years and i get it like it's something he did like in college like decades ago fine but it's like having like that kind of a background and a law degree like you would think like pretty smart intellectual fellow which i'm not saying he's not but like just like very common sense things and like that he says like on the mic like when, when he's right. like, he's not he reading the room
0: he can be book no. smart but he's not he's got no awareness no
1: awareness whatsoever and yeah just 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 very very interesting and strange to me and like i don't know but the thing is too like so i i thought that was a little funny and um yeah so obviously like when you look at the resume of not only the resume but the track record right of mccaskey of phillips like it scares you a little bit, and I get I get with the Bill Pullian idea, you know, not necessarily the thing that scares me the most is the whole, um was it, like, Lamar Jackson not being a QB but a wide receiver thing, right? I'm, I'm getting that correct again. Like, it's not only just that, um, but it's like, I, I get he's been in media for a little bit now, too, but it's like, how long have you been, like, out of the game as, like, an executive and like, that type of role? You know what I'm saying? Because Right,
0: the game's changed completely. He's 80! Yeah. 80. Yes. I'm not it's trying to be rude it, about it. No, I know. But the it, game's it, changed.
1: It, but you know what to me? To me, it doesn't matter even that he's eighty. He could be he could be fifty-five, he could be sixty. It's just the fact that you've been out of the league with that type of executive role for so long, right? Like the game has changed. And like I get you're still looking at it from a like from a media perspective. But not only that, like, and maybe this gets into like not necessarily his age, but how long he's done things. Like I get, he has a very, very like respectable, like built up track record and whatnot. And like, that stems back from even like, you know, the Buffalo bills teams of the early nineties and whatnot. I I understand that he's a legend in the game. Not, not, not refuting that whatsoever. But I just, I'm curious as to like the way like his mindset was with building teams back then, how much of that translates like to today's game like especially like talent wise which no he's not evaluating like the team's quarterback and wide receivers and draft picks and anything like that it, it is like the head coach and general manager but what do you want out of a head coach like in today's game is it somebody you would have wanted out of a head coach like in 93 and 94 and 98 and 2001. Like, I don't know. Maybe it is like, what do I know? Like he obviously knows way more about football than I do. Like maybe you do want that type of a head coach though. Maybe it's universal. Even if you throw it back 20 years, you still want the same type of guy. I think probably not. I think because the game has changed, you probably, and like not only has the game changed, but like player salaries change and their lifestyles change and social media is a thing. So like all that can play effect in a leadership role. So like, you're hiring different types of leaders and different types of leaders that have to different deal with different types of like tasks. And like I said, like social media elements and things like that, uh, that, that you didn't necessarily have five, 10, 15, 20 years ago. So, right. so does that mean that they can get the wrong guy or, or does that mean like Bill Pullian still hasn't been somewhat more around the game than even we're aware of. And like, he's still very much well equipped to pick that guy in today's, in today's um, type of football, maybe, but that's probably one of the questions you at least have, right?
0: Right. I mean, it's like it's like the Larusa complex, right? It's, I I don't care about his age, and I didn't mean it right. though when I said it for Polian. It's 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 how long have they been away from the game to where they may not translate anymore. So like, you know, no one's hiring a a, a Mike Ditka, Bobby Knight kind of coach anymore. Like that doesn't happen. So if you've not that Polian's from that era, you know, but if he were to hire. You know, a coach, and let's say he worked in that era, like, that wouldn't work. You know, so it's 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 understanding. It, it, it's the same with the Bulls. I keep going back to the Bulls because they they still have a sore spot with me, even though oh, they're good only now. Only the
1: Bulls. Only like, the
0: Bulls. <laughs> like, you don't hire Jim Boylan, who's punching, who has punching clocks. Like, you don't. Like, that's in, that's asinine, right? So, what you got to understand today's game is about the player as their own brand, their own influencer how the sport works you know it's it's the same even in mccaskey's speech right he he talked about you know we we want to ensure the quarterback is is as successful as can be and we want to make sure we have a great defense to win a super bowl he immediately jumped to the defense because that's what the bears have always been and history has always shown but yeah it's great to have a good defense but how about everything else on the offense you just skipped? And they may have not meant it that way, but it's that it's that psychological jump of that's where he goes because he knows that's worked 40 years ago, and you worry if that's something a Bill Polian may think and who he's hiring. Now, I, I will say, like, the, the list they have and the rest of that group uh, that is advising has, has built a list or has already scheduled interviews, interviews for a lot of good names and a lot of the same names others are looking at. I'm not. I, I don't think you're going to sit here and have a scenario where you have a Phil Emery and Mark Tressman again, where it's these unknown names that you're 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 taking a chance on. And and I think that's you know a discussion we'll have as we go throughout this. But you know what? When 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 you look at who they're evaluating, what kind of coach do you want? You know you've you've tried the nobody. You've tried the proven vet, and now you've tried the hot offensive coordinator. So now you sit here after all three of those and you go, what what direction is best for this team and best for the modern kind of NFL? And it, and it's a big directional question uh as you try to build around fields and a team that, you know, may still have a little bit of life left in them
1: yeah no for sure um like i said i'm 100 percent with you and once again you know ex- exactly where where you hinted at as well is all right well let's look at one the interviews that have been confirmed already which out of the ones that have been confirmed i think brian flores is definitely one of the top ones that um got me the most excited but you look at the list you look at interviews that will occur hopefully occur with jim harbaugh and the ones that have already been confirmed and it's like all right like just please tell me you can't mess this up. <laughs> like, I know, like in a perfect world, you know, there's plenty of fans out there. They're picking, you know, Riddick for GM and Flores or Harbaugh, um, or give me like another top name if you will, like whatever. Like, th- those would be one, of the the two that I prefer. Um, but I'm sure, like in a perfect world, that's what everybody's saying. So like, there's what about, about a half dozen or so um, NFL head coaching jobs open. There's probably a few out there. The Jaguars being one of them, just because one, boom. Not only quarterback, but draft capital as well. Bears have the quarterback, not the draft capital, so that would make it a more interesting destination. However, when it comes to somebody like a Jim Harbaugh, with the Bears connections, that makes things a little different. And I know like there's been like a lot of rumors flying flying around recently about Harbaugh one trying to get back into the NFL scene potentially, and two would that be like a perfect landing spot for him? Would I love it? absolutely i think it would be a a fantastic hire for the chicago bears is that what's going to happen we'll see but i mean at the end of the day there's really not too many scenarios that i think would like bum me out so to speak in terms of like who they hire who they pick for who they pick for the job but i I don't even want to put this out there but wouldn't that be so bears if somehow they screw this up like this is the chance and like Joey, like, for example, just think about how excited you would be if I don't know where you're at um, on the Brian Flores train. The only, the only thing that does scare me a little bit about that, because it was a shocker, like, to see him being part, right, of, of the head coaches, of the uh, coaches that got fired. Um, but, like, especially, like, you're talking about just shy of the postseason – Eight and one after starting one and seven. Now that's turning a losing streak into a good narrative, right? Like like Negi and Pace tried to do last year, but um, it was weird. Like I had like this whole. Have you ever seen Draft Day with Kevin Costner? No. Okay. Well, like there's basically this part where it's like there's like this clear like number one pick. There's like this clear top choice, but like teams are passing on them like teams keep passing like on this clear choice and Kevin Costner does like a phone call to somebody. Um, and he's like, Hey, like Joey Gelman, you were a teammate of like this, this for sure. Like number one pick, like I heard you didn't go to his birthday party. Like, why didn't you go to his birthday party? And then it's like, it gets into like, Oh, he's just a bad person. He's this, he's that. And that's not what I'm saying about Flores, but I had like that vibe. Okay. Like what's up? Like, the resume's there and like what he did in Miami was impressive enough that he shouldn't have lost his job like what else is behind the scenes that we don't know of and now we're hearing things of you know maybe he um you know him in like ownership or other higher ups or even players like didn't get along blah 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 so that part kind of gets you there too but hey maybe they just don't have thick enough skin it, it can always be something like that too right where you know disagreements happen so I would still be pretty stoked about that hire. Same with like a Jim Harbaugh. Um, I keep throwing those names around because those are literally the two, one of those two names that I really want coming in here. But I don't know if you feel the same, but as long as that's the case and like, there's sure, like there, there's still like a couple other, you know, coaching candidates and whatnot that, you know, I I could I could live with. It doesn't even have to necessarily be like an offensive guy, um, like a Brian Dobler or whatnot. I know like Todd Bowles has been thrown around there as well. Like th- those names, both, yep, I could roll with that as well. Um, but yeah, still like at, at the end of the day, just 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 don't mess it up. Don't mess it up, Bears. get don't. us a good name. Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about the Leslie Frazier one, even though there's the Chicago Bears ties there too. That just seems a little too cliche for me in a sense, you know, that's, that's a little... I'm good with the Jim Harbaugh connection and that being, like, you know, the hurrah-rah the aspect that goes into that, especially because there's the quarterback aspect of it where, like, Leslie Frazier doesn't bring that aspect to it. But... So for that reason, I would probably, probably not be as um, pumped up about something like that. But that's where I stand now. I don't know exactly where you're at in terms of, like, what are the possibilities that would excite you? What are the possibilities that would disappoint you?
0: Yeah, I'm kind of in between because... You know, I, I want, I think, someone with experience and and, and and initially I don't really care if they're offensive or defensive, but someone made a good point this week of, you know, sadly in, in this day and age, if you hire a defensive coach, your offense may never work. And that's because if you have a good offensive coordinator, he's getting a new job the next year. And so every year you're having to replace an offensive coordinator, and I found that I didn't think about that. Versus... Is he
1: really, though, like every year? So, for example. Maybe. About, like, how good would you have to – like, okay, let's say the Bears hire uh, Todd Bowles. He brings in um, offensive coordinator X. How good does the offense have to be in order for that person then to get a new job next year? Can it just be like a playoff year where, like, Justin feels this really well and they're out, you think?
0: Maybe. I mean, Adam Gase got it, you know, but I don't, I don't know. But then, but then you look at, right, Kansas City, BNME's still there. McDaniels is still in New England. Uh, you know, you can go down the list where guys are, are, are staying. Byron Lefwich in in Tampa, unless he gets a, a head coaching job. But, yeah, it just – I guess you run the risk of that more so than if you had an offensive Fair. coach. But, yep. yeah, I, I I don't know where I stand because I, I, I like the idea of uh, – you know, a Brian Dable or a Byron Leftwich, like guys that have really done tremendous things offensively with their teams. I know they have, you know, great players, but they're they're kind of the up-and-coming mind. But I, I do, you know, I think they get a decent hold in the locker room, but I do think it, it does help to have some experience in the head coaching chair where, uh, where a Bowles or a Leslie Frazier may, may work better. But I'm I am so... On the fence about Harbaugh. I can't. I can't get myself to like it as much as I should, or as much as you do. I just some. I, I know he did well. Obviously went to a Super Bowl. Obviously caught playoff this year, and had Kaepernick as a quarterback for a long time, which which bodes well for quarterback development. But there's just something weird about him at Michigan not living up to the expectations he needed, and not having been able to develop or recruit a quarterback and have an efficient passing game while at Michigan over the last four or five years, as good as they've been. And that just concerns me with how he would operate with Justin Fields. And maybe he knows a lot about him, being at Michigan, playing Ohio State. But something I there's just something there I can't sink my teeth into. would I be upset if they hired her no not at all and like you said there's no one I'm really like oh my god if they hire this person they are in deep trouble like I I don't think that and they'd probably be fine I just for some reason every I feel like a lot of people like them and I can't like them for some reason fully yet Um, but maybe I got to be sold in a little more you can use your sales pitch on me I don't know
1: yeah, there you go. I have a feeling it it and I mean you literally did just say this too, but I have a feeling it's just the Michigan shortcomings, right? Like is that is that basically like the main thing? Is it just all the, the shortcomings that Michigan? Probably. But,
0: and and not even and they don't even need to have a good record. They just need to be a a good offensive team and they've had good teams, but yeah. the quarterback has been absent at Michigan.
1: Yeah, and I mean like well and now supposedly he's getting, you know, a, a top-tier quarterback right. coming in, and that's that's why he should stay, you know, getting the creme, creme to at the creme at the position, and, like, why would he bounce now? But, I mean, it's also the fact that, like, this would be... I mean, some people are trying to word it, like, oh, well, like, he's topped out at Michigan, right? Like, is he really going to get any better from here, like, in terms of, like, what he did this year? Um, finally beating Ohio State, and being, you know, well, it's because Justin Fields is gone, now he gets Justin Fields, but, no, um, I mean, potentially, like, You know, if he was able to do this with this squad and now you're getting, you know, uh, what everybody's, you know, raving about, you know, the quarterback that's coming in for him. It's like, I don't know, like that might be like potential enough to stay. And at the end of the day, for me, it's I guess I have enough trust in there. I can't even tell you why that he would be a good quarterback fit for one Justin Fields. And maybe it's just his and I get it. I mean, the quarterback play hasn't been exceptional with um in Michigan, like, during his tenure there, necessarily. But I like that he's been around the college game for quite a while. He's he's the offensive-minded, quarterback-minded type of coach. Um, and, like, he's, you know, he does have that familiarity with Justin Fields. And he's
0: actually had success, you know. It's right. not like Nick Saban, who flopped in the NFL but went to college. Harbaugh's True. gone to the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl and yeah. College Football Playoff. So, yeah.
1: exactly. So, I mean, yeah. like, the, you know, the— Maybe he'll
0: convince me. Yeah, I
1: mean, Ben on the big stage. Um, obviously, no, not a quarterback whisperer, but, like, he's he's offensive-minded. Um, I like to think, and like I said, I like to think he can adjust to the, the NFL game as well. Like, resume in the NFL is good. So, like you say, yeah, it wouldn't be something like a Saban or someone who went to the NFL and just tanked. Um, so, there is that. But, of course, like, sure, we're, we can discuss Jim Harbaugh to a blue in the face, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to become the next Bears head coach, which – I mean, obviously, as long as he interviews with them, there's probably pretty decent potential, and and if he's willing um, to leave the state of Michigan, of course. Yeah. But
0: well, Wanstead know, said Wanstead said he called him last year to get the feelers out. So who Interesting. knows?
1: Interesting. Yeah. I mean, the potential is obviously there, but hey, I mean, look at look at all the names you threw out there with you know, uh, Leftwich, Dobble. I mean, even um. Uh, hey we haven't even brought up you know Josh McDaniels or what I mean there's there's names out there and people you can interview and like I said I was already excited about the Flores interview when that one happened so it's like there's people they're interviewing there's definitely people they can still interview like there's gonna be plenty of names I know there's there's plenty of openings I I, you know bears to me like just off the top of my head is probably a top three destination if you're a head coach like to me once again I just piggy I circle around uh, to the Jaguars and you know with once again not only having Trevor Lawrence but having some draft capital as well you could really grow that team down there um who knows maybe maybe flora stays in the state of florida and and he just goes over to uh to jacksonville but uh but no i mean once again i'll circle it all back to where i i think i mean this is this circles back to where i was in the beginning of the show where it's like i'm i'm fine with it i'm cool with where the bears are at now um i hope bill Pullion will offer enough guidance and to me Is McCaskey part of the search? Yes. Is Ted Phillips part of the search? Yes. But I guess I just have faith that they're not too involved. And like, that's what it is. Like, is like, where where does it all weigh here? Is it like out of the five names in the room is like Bill Poleon like 80% of the choice, Or Is is he have like 80% say, um, and you know, like everybody else has like, you know, five to 10% say like on their side, I don't know. But to me, that you know, the, that that's what I hope it is, um, because after those three, you also have uh, Soup Campbell and Tanisha Wade. Is it Yeah, Tanisha Wade and Soup Campbell um, who are also in the room? So, I mean, how much say are those four going to have um, Campbell, Wade, McCaskey and Phillips? That is like over over Pullian. I, I'm not sure. Like, obviously, you brought him in there for that reason of like finding your football guy right like, if you want a football but like pace was supposed to be like your football guy your football person you got rid of him you got rid of nagy like you've you've admitted like you don't necessarily have the football person like the mind to go out and get it for you that's why you hired you know like an ernie of in the past for you know some some count you know some uh, consultation and things of that nature and like that's why pullin's here this
0: time around so right but I they keep getting it wrong
1: did they get it wrong? Ernie, of course, you get it wrong. you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I get it, but it's like they're gonna be in the room no matter what. They could for for, and here's where it'll get interesting. If the next GM they hire is better at the gig, it's like significantly better than Pace was at the gig, and. They're also like the football czar. They're the football guru. They're the president of football operations. It's like If if like the new GM they get can earn that type of role as well, then it'll be interesting to see how like, you know, obviously the next head coach they have too you're going to want them around for hopefully like five plus years. Or like You don't want necessarily the GM they bring in to have to hire a new head coach in like two or three years because the one they're about to bring in doesn't pan out. But it'll be interesting to see. More so with the new GM they select, who hopefully becomes like the all like well-rounded football mind form what the team would be like going forward if they have much success here. Right? Like, so if they're making the right picks, if they're making the right moves, what will that individual, like what will they then become for the bears when it comes time to potentially hiring like a new head coach or, you know, you know finding like a new coordinator or whatnot, which will obviously, you know, be under the head coach as well. I get that. But yeah, I guess basically what I'm getting at is like, we'll see if they finally find like the right football mind um, to then to where, but you know, if they do, I think they're still going to be in the room, Joey. Like I said, hopefully they don't hire a new general manager and a new head coach for five plus years, eight plus years. Like I hope that the, the next, you know, regime they bring in is here to stay. Right. But I mean, them being in the room, it's their team, right? it's, it's McCaskey's team and Ted's their guy. Like, that's just what it is and you know i don't get maybe ted just has a kick out of like i don't know if it's ted phillips putting himself in the room or if it's george being like hey i I need you in the room like you're my numbers guy you're the negotiation guy or because like there's this one thing you do well in this process or like the one thing i think you do well in this process i need you here like i don't know if that is why ted always finds himself in the room even though he supposedly doesn't muddle in football affairs and things of that nature so i don't know why he's always there, but he's going to be there. Like I said, it's McCaskey's team and that's their guy you know, Phillips is their guy and he's, he's going to be there. So just don't, just don't mess it up. If anything, I'm totally cool with Bill Pullian being the guy who like calls all the shots because he's probably the one most well equipped. Like whether you like it or not as a fan, right? Whether you'd think like whether Polian would be like your main pick as an advisor, right? In this role, he's still probably going to know way better than, <laughs> than George and Ted will. So I'm True. all for him having the majority of the reign and, Damn! Like if you need him to make the pick all by himself, go ahead. If it comes down to what what Bill says, go ahead. Because I sure as heck don't want it coming down to what Ted or George say, you know, or anybody else in the room. Because in terms of like picking out a general manager and head coach, you already said Bill Polian is going to be the guy to help the search. It's probably your best option in terms of the guy who's going to have the most say in it, right?
0: Just call Ted's name and he'll be there. You. Oh boy! Well. I think we're ending on optimism, so that's good. We've well, we got yeah, like to have so. faith in it. So We'll see what the next couple of weeks bring. Maybe we'll get a new head coach by the Super Bowl. or No, well, I guess if the teams are playing the Super Bowl, probably not. But Super Bowl is only a month, actually officially a month away because it's January 13th. So there you go. Yeah,
1: let's get tickets. <laughs> whoop, whoop. There we go.
0: Well, that's going to do it for us today on Believe in Chicago Sports. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Believe in Chicago. I'm on Twitter at Joey Gelman. Dan is on Twitter at TweetDanCollins. Make sure to follow us and our accounts for any up-to-date episodes and funny sports thoughts. And we can't wait to talk to you uh, next week. Maybe a little more Bears, some Bulls, uh, John Lester Retirement. I haven't watched a lick of the Blackhawks, but we can find something to talk about with that, and maybe some White Sox. So we're always here for you. I know we took a little break, but we are back in action right here. I believe in Chicago sports. Until next time, he's Dan. I'm Joey. Have a great rest of your week.